You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History. Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter, with the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Radio Mankato's Jeff Lang. Each week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. Have you ever thought about the name of the street you live on? Maybe it follows a pattern like presidents, trees, famous golf courses, or perhaps just a number like second or fifth. Mulberry, Madison, Warren Agency. These are all familiar street names in Mankato. Mm-hmm. You may live on Mulberry. You may take Madison to work every after, every day. Or Agency may be the street where you rode your bike as a kid. But have you ever wondered why is this street named Warren? Who was that? When we take a moment to ask these questions about our community, we begin to see the story of Mankato's history in our everyday lives the history that surrounds us. Ooh, I love this already. <laughs> awesome. So today we're going to explore Mankato street names based on some of our very first settlers and the impact they had on the budding community. So let's jump in and be surrounded by history. All right, Jeff, I have a pop quiz for you. All right. Okay, I'm expecting you to know this without mm-hmm. even looking, without Googling or anything, okay. because we've talked about this many times. Who are the two men that go down the record books as founding Mankato? I feel like you want me to know this because <laughs> I should remember. <laughs> but I think there's like two J names. There's two J I, that's, names. That, honestly, was it like a Jackson or something? Yes, there is a Jackson or something. So um, <laughs> P.K. Johnson and Henry Jackson. Oh, I actually remember P.K. Johnson. Now that you say that, I remember that. From, okay, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. And, I, you know, I've pop quizzed you a few times about early Mankato history. So you did pretty good by remembering some J names. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Jackson. There is a Jackson Street um, in Mankato that's located in downtown between Hickory and Cherry Streets. And that is named after Henry Jackson. So who is Henry Jackson? He came to Mankato in 1852 along with P.K. Johnson. And they are the gentlemen that decided to set up camp and make this town Mankato. So he made a name for himself prior to coming to Mankato in 1852. Um, In 1846, he became the first postmaster of the city of St. Paul. So he was living a big job. Yeah, no kidding. There was he was living up in St. Paul. And then in 1852, he was among a group of early settlers, including P.K. Johnson, who made their way up the Minnesota River and right here into Mankato. Um, When he was here in Mankato, he owned one of the very first general stores, and he was living here until his death in 1857. So we only saw five years of growth in this community. But because he is one of our town founders, he has a street named after him. Makes sense. So Warren Street. Yes. Warren Street is um, very familiar to me because the Blue Earth County Historical Society is located on Warren Street. This um, street is located between Cherry and Liberty Streets, again, in that downtown core area. And it is named for Thomas D. Warren, who moved to Mankato in 1853. So... He's right there with um, our very early settlers. Um, 
he was born in Vermont in 1814. Try to wrap my head around that with people being born in 1814. But okay. So he was born in Vermont. His um, grandfather was the captain of the Army of the Revolution and fought at Bunker Hill. So um, he has a long, rich history in American history, not just in Minnesota history. Um, the family moved to Wisconsin in 1836. That's before Wisconsin became a state. And then Warren arrived in Mankato again, 1853, and he owned one of the first stores to be located in um, on today's Warren Street. So the, the street got named after him, but he had his store in that on location. That location. Okay. Yep. Um, so he had a store for a very short period of time. What he really goes down in the record books for is he moved into the land business. As you can imagine, 1853, there's, there's, the population is very, very small, and you have this abundance of land. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is kind of a land rush. Um, this, this time period is a land rush. And most of the people we're going to talk about um, today, they get involved in that land rush. And so the big deal was to go around and to, um, to help lay out the town, how it's going to be, um, how, how the roads are going to go and how many sections there's going to be and how many houses you'd put into each block. And they would buy up that land and it would be called an addition. Okay. So they would name it after themselves. So Warren's edition, number one, Warren's gotcha. edition, number two. He ends up laying out three editions in the city, and they're mainly downtown. So how you would know where you're at is, uh, and how it may impact you is if you have an abstract for your property, if you kind of look back at the very beginning, you'll see that it's part of Warren's edition or... Gotcha. Um, you know, I think mine's Hilltop something. So Hilltop edition. Yeah. <laughs> no, I bet it does have a have a good little name to it. But um, so that's an example, and you'll see that a lot in that downtown core, where a lot of those additions, because those are those early settlers who are basically claiming the land. Um, so he was a very influential person, strong will, colorful character is what it says um, about him, and um, he lived in Mankato until he passed away in 1879. Okay. Okay, lots of dates and numbers here. So the next street is Marsh Street. Do you know where Marsh is? Actually, it's not far from where I live. Oh. So, and that's like it runs uh, to me. That runs east west mm-hmm. uh, by Bethany. Kind of, um, is it, uh, it's one block back from from like. Uh, so it'd be two blocks back from Madison right. to the south. Right. Now, is it named after a marsh that used to be up there? Was it kind of marshy? No. 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 I have a bone to pick with some friends who said, oh, this was named because there used to be a marsh up here. And it made sense because there's a lot of water, I feel like. Everybody's got sump pumps. <laughs> That's true. But, so I but no. That, oh. Oh, boy. You're going to win at trivia tonight. I, I am. All I right. Let's hear it. this. So no, it is named after the Marsh Brothers. Okay. George and John Marsh. I am going to take notes. Uh-huh. So they were born in New Hampshire. Um, George uh, came to Mankato uh, in 1853. As you can tell, everybody's coming. 1853. Mm-hmm. So really, that's that spring and summer of 1853. 
1853, that's where we have our very first boom of settlers coming. He was a true pioneer. He began to build his store immediately, making it one another very early store, one of the first general stores in the Minnesota River Valley, located on the corner of Front and Mulberry Streets. Gotcha. His brother John came the following spring, so 1854, with supplies for the store, and they ran the store together. The store was called Marsh Brothers, and it ran until 1858. Um, It was an extensive business. Their trading extended over um, a territory as far south as the Iowa line. Okay, now wrap your head around that. That's a lot of distance for back in that day. Exactly. You're going to be traveling by, well, I'll tell you in a second how they <laughs> traveled by mail, how they tra- how they passed mail around. Okay, so th- I want you to keep that in mind. Okay, about- down to Iowa oh, line. Okay, all right. So 1854. So George, again, that first brother, he um, was given the contract to carry mail between St. Paul and Mankato along the Minnesota River Valley for four years. Um, and the first service was only once a week, and then it later increased to twice a week, and then it became daily, and the daily extended to South Bend. Okay, gotcha. But the first trip cannot—so think about this. First trip in 1854 was made on foot mm. from Mankato to Traverse to Sioux, which is just north of St. Peter, yep. and then by canoe to St. Paul. That was more than a day, Right, right. He had to do that more than a day. Right. That's why the mail only came once a week. Right. Because it took him a whole week to be able to, to make we're, to doing, we're not even riding ponies to deliver uh-uh. these then. Okay. Uh-uh. Nope. This is just to go. I, can't, get... I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you're, they're canoeing up the I know. Ri- I mean, they're going with the current, I guess, right. in that direction, right. but still. Right. No, I mean, it's so. And then you think about that, and then there's this conversation about them having trade all the way down to Iowa. So it, the, the transportation right. at this point is just is hard to wrap your head around. Right. So a couple of years later, the contract was expanded. Um, so he was now going to be carrying mail. And together, the, the brothers actually joined forces. Um, they were going to carry mail between Fort Snelling and Sioux City, Iowa. Wow. I know. I can't get this. But the th- reason there's why. There's less people. That helps. There's though. less people. <laughs> and there's obviously less mail. And But but the, the amount of um, ground they had to cover. Mm-hmm. So the how they got paid was, I think they, they got some partial payment came from grants of land. Okay. So they would get one section of land for every 20 miles of the route. So as you can imagine, they gathered themselves quite a bit of real estate. Yeah, sounds like they would. Uh, You know, as mentioned earlier, there's a land rush right now. So Mm -hmm. they're picking up a lot of land um, during this point in time. In fact, there's a note that said, that even the the land that they had that was really farther west by by Wyndham and that area in Cottonwood County, they never even claimed it because uh, it was too far, so away. far away. They just didn't even yeah. claim it. We, yep. just, we don't need that. We just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already do enough work going up and down with the mail. So yeah, we don't we don't need to worry about that land. So um, so very interesting. Another aspect of land rush uh, politically, George, that first brother, he served as the Blue Earth County Register of Deeds. So he was involved in making the records of those land now purchases. Now it sounds fishy. 
<laughs> um, John, the second brother, was elected as the county treasurer in 1855. Um, again, very, very early time for Blue Earth County mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. having these two offices. Um, and he also served as a supervisor, a trustee, and a clerk um, for the city of Mankato. And John married Sarah Jane Hannah, the first school teacher in Mankato. She, uh, we talked about her in a previous podcast. It was the one that we talked about Blue Earth County Women in Education. That's right. Right? That's right. I, I remember some stuff. So. Yes. So Sarah Jane Hannah became a marsh. And the marshes are the reason we have Marsh Street, not because it was marshy land. Got it. <laughs> you know what? It could have been marshy land, too. We don't it could know. have been, but I think this makes a better story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know. I'm going to detail my friend about this right away. That's right. That's right. So um, we kind of talked a little bit about that pioneer spirit and the land rush and all of that. And so the next couple of pioneers that I want to talk about have some really big stories about their journey here and their journey. West and it just that pioneer spirit. Uh, these are just some really incredible stories. So Jacob Gunther um, was an early German settler here. Um, Gunther and a party of enterprising young men, men living in St. Paul, hearing of the advantages to be gained at the the new village of Mankato, decided to make a boat trip up the Minnesota River with their boat loaded with supplies. On April 8th, 1852, in the company of four other German immigrants, they started for Mankato up the Minnesota River in a flat bottom boat they had constructed. When about 15 miles up the river, their cast caught an overhanging branch and upset the boat, spilling them and all their goods into the icy water. One man drowned, but the others were able to cling to the wreck until rescued. Dang. The only item of their property which they saved was a gun which Gunther had in his hands. Later, the survivors made the journey on foot and arrived at Mankato about May 18, 1852, and located their claims. So it oh. took them over a month. That's a, say, we talk about time it takes you to get someplace. That's even longer. They took about a month on foot to okay. get to Mankato. Um, in 1853, um, Gunther wed Christina Weishmeyer, another German name, mm-hmm. and the first ceremony of its kind in Blue Earth County. So they go down in the record books as one of the first marriages in Blue Earth County. That same year, he was elected to elected county commissioner at the first election ever held in Blue Earth County. Wow. At the first meeting of the Board of Commissioners on March in March of 1854, he and his colleague located the county seat in Mankato and fixed the courthouse site. <laughs> and this goes back to the earlier <laughs> podcast of Garden City and Mankato fighting about having rights to the county seat. And the courthouse wanted to be in Garden City as a controversy and everything else. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. So, okay. so we can thank um, Mr. Gunther, Jacob Gunther, for um, securing the county seat right here in Mankato. Didn't give Garden City a chance. <laughs> so you're probably asking, okay, that's great. It ties to the courthouse. But what does it have to do with streets? There mm. is a Gunther Street. I did not know There's that. There's a Krieg Street, Winkler, and Homer. 
I know where Homer is. Okay, all of these streets are close to each other. They are located on Hilltop near Madison Avenue, and they are all representing German settlers who navigated the dangers of frontier life to make homes here. Okay. Gunther Street, a great way to... Um, are they all kind of back behind Charlie's, if you will? They, they are, except for Gunther Street is... Um, I don't even know what it's called right now, but it used to be Hamburger Haven. Oh, um, yeah, it's no longer there. Now it's yes. um, now it's another the new law. The new law firm. Well, account, new, the law firm was there before. Yeah, now it's a new accounting building. Accounting firm. Yeah, I think call, it is. accounting firm. You're right. You know, and accounting. so that little street is Gunther Street. Oh, and it was and they used to be called Gunther's Cafe for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at this. Okay, so right. there you go. Aren't you learning lots? I am. I keep going. <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot. Good. All right. So our next one is Hubble Avenue. That's near Sibley Park. It was named after James B. Hubble, another of these early characters that helped to make Mankato the place we know today. He moved from Connecticut to Georgia in the 1850s at the height of the tension that would soon divide the nation, which was... The Civil War. Yes, and slavery. Being a Yankee um, from the North, he was very unpopular in the South. As you can imagine. So he quickly headed north in the 1857 where he made his way to Mankato and he operated a clothing and tailoring business here. Once he was in Mankato, Hubble was elected the Blue Earth County Register of Deeds. We keep talking about that. It's a pretty popular office. Um, in 1859, and became a licensed trader to the Winnebago Indians two years later. So the Winnebago had a reservation around St. Clair area. And so he became a licensed trader to be working with the Winnebago. Um, on the removal of the Winnebago in May of 1863, after the U.S.-Dakota conflict of 1862... Hubble went with them, <clears throat> excuse me, went with them to their new reservation on the upper Mississippi River. The buffalo that year being too far and no f- other food being available in this new land, the government found itself in a perplexing plight with a northern winter at the at the door and thousands of Winnebago traders and soldiers on its hands with nothing to feed them. A contract was finally made with Hubble, and within a month, he purchased 800 head of oxen in Blue Earth County and hitched them to 153 wagons loaded with provisions. He started from Mankato in the middle of November, going no. across the prairies. This is not good. No. By way of Lake Crystal and Lake Chatech, the wagon train reached over a mile in length, and oh, it had wow. a military escort. Um, and four companies of soldiers that went along. There was no road west of Lake Chatech, but the track they made then could be discerned on the plains for 20 years thereafter, and it, because it came up as a different color of grass. Really? Uh, yeah, interesting, huh? The, though the newspapers and others predicted dire things and called it the Moscow Expedition because of the lateness of the season, the wagon train, after suffering many hardships and hindrances, finally reached Fort Thompson, its destination, all safe to the great joy of the tribe and to those that were gathered there. Above all, Hubbard, Hubble, sorry, Hubble was a man of business. In 1864, he purchased an interest in the old American Fur Company on the upper Missouri River. You said Mississippi earlier, too. I was but wondering Missouri, if you meant Missouri River. Missouri, sorry. Missouri. No, that's good. I just was making yep. sure. We're, we're, we're over. Then you went west. And yes. so I was like, well, if we're going west. Wait yeah, a second, I went yeah. the wrong way. It's the Missouri. <laughs> um, so, and he also helped organize the Northwestern Fur Company 
Army, supplying miners and adding trading posts and gating, gauging and transportation by steamboat and wagon trains of government supplies, as well as the goods of the corporation that he was representing over the extent of major parcels of land for many years. So he really got um, quite the entrepreneur in the westward migration. Um, he was one of the founders um, back home. He was one of the founders of the First National Bank in Mankato. And with the help of John A. Willard and Rensselaer Dean Hubbard, he later founded the Mankato <laughs> Linseed Oil, Oil Company. Company. There's those names. I recognize it right away. We got those in the po- uh, previous podcast, the Hubbard, um, the Hubbard House one, and the remarkable men of Garden City. Mm-hmm. I, I love how everything gets connected. I really <laughs> no, do. This is what I love about history. I love all the, the multiple plot. It's like my favorite thing about movies sometimes is the multiple <laughs> plot lines that uh-huh, come together. Uh-huh. Yep. So Hubble, um, with his vast movements all over the West, he's attributed with introducing flax to southern Minnesota. And flax is what was used in linseed oil. Um, In 1871, he went on to the state legislature and fought hard for the Internal Improvement Land Bill that was in the end vetoed by the governor. And Hubble died in December of 1905, which happens to be the same year as R.D. Hubbard passing away. So um, there is a Hubble Street, but in the Lincoln Park neighborhood, there's also a Carroll Street, and Carroll is named after Hubble's daughter, Carol. That is really cool. There you go. So with all of this wonderful history we've talked about, you can see that Mankato would not be the place that it is today were it not for the people like Hubble, the Marsh Brothers, Mm -hmm. Warren. It is with great sense of reverence that we remember these people who left their mark on this community. History surrounds us. One just has to ask the question, and sometimes a beautiful story unfolds. I love it. I love learning about the backstory of those those roads, so that's cool. Awesome. So we hope you enjoyed today's program. All of the information we share today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Until next time, we hope you see the history that surrounds you. You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History. History.